0: This is the Top Form Podcast with your host, me, J.R. Watkiss. I interview people from all over the world who are at the top of their game in music, film, politics, sports and business. In their own words, you will hear how they are changing the way we think, the way we play and the way we do business whilst operating from their Top form. So tune in every week to listen who will be my special guest to tell us about their journey as a top performer right here on the top form podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, thanks for tuning again to the Top Form Podcast. My name is Jerry Watkins, as you know, and I have another Top, top, top performing guests for you today um, No other than Baby Sham, Damien Beckett Original dancer, 90s DJ The money DJ DJ from, I was in high school They really played an influential role In how I shaped my early years Because they really, he he, along with his, his peers at the time Made some really powerful songs that last to that day And I had a conversation with him um, we just was chatting and we recorded, and it's gonna be a podcast episode. So, you have the privilege of listening to our conversation uh, right here on the Top Form Podcast. So, without much further ado, we'll go right into my talk, my conversation with Baby Sham. Baby, mm-hmm. about what you're doing, you know
1: what I mean. Mm-hmm. So we decided to go with Sham from then. But it's always baby especially for females. My the, babies. <laughs> if <they're much laughs> no babies. Oh, that's the second one. Ah,
0: we'll get it, we'll get it, we'll get it. Does it's, that present a branding problem for you, though? Oh or
1: no, are you on baby and No, we own both rights to both names Man. because I've had the name from probably Eighty nine, eight nine ninety and you registered a, the name from eighty-nine, ninety. No, I registered the name probably ninety-four. When we met up with Dave them and Janet them, so hold on, hold on,
0: hold on, cause me know about it like 95, 96. Yeah. So let me take it back. Like yeah. how you started the music. Like tell us about that inclination, that inspiration that caused
1: you to enter music. Well, my uncle had a sound system. Who that? By the name of Studemix. Yeah. Studemix from Water. So that sound system used to compete with the likes of King James, uh, Black Scorpion. So Super Cat used to perform on the sound system john wayne used to perform on the sound system little John, just to name a few and that's so i got the love for the music but at the time i was just a little tiny you understand just a little toddler <laughs> yeah just a little toddler and i fell in love with the music from then so i used to have my uncle's studio where i could really go there and kind of try to own my skill and it, it was it was, a, it was a different job. just like people like Supercat come and just in the backyard and take the microphone and toast it and, these are people that people would spend any amount of money to go and see life, or you were seeing it in your backyard, you get what I mean? So that's why I got the love for the music. When my dad passed away, you know, I was in probably first farm at Calabar, that was probably 1990, and this DJ by the name of Bojo Banton was on fire.
0: Coming uh, out. I remember that personally. Yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> on fire. So like, Bojo was the one who made me want to become an artist person. You get what I mean, So By by buying records because we used to play a sound system, also So as kids, we used to have a sound system that we used to get all the teenage parties, the sweet 16's, this, the, that. And I, I would use the sound system now when we play at the parties to kind of hold the microphone and try to get my name out there. You get Cuz I mean? that was the thing then. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Half a up a song. Yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. <laughs> even look for it. Like back then, if if you can not perform live on the sound system, it's like, it's like. You're not you're, a DJ. No, yeah, are like a studio artist, like somebody who they create like Mini Vanelli. <laughs> one of them, you understand no disrespect, but that's how you can look at it like you have to really can come in front of the mass and like all your own without getting microphone shy or crowd shy or, you understand? And that's how we started out, sound system style, going around playing at these parties, these sweet sixteens, sweet fifteens, whatever it is, and then I would hold the mic for like five, ten minutes. And at the time I had a song by the name of one bag of this. It wasn't on record, but it was known throughout Kingston 20. Because a lot of sound men on it and it was big. Like every kid was singing it, playing ring games. and Met up with a few producers but all of them were were like skeptic. Cause what trouble with sinus, yeah? Like no, we kinda have it on a level cause we kinda know how to take care, right, and everything. But back then it was really, really bad. So I had this nasy sound. Nia's the song, sound and song, and they were like, no. Funny yeah.
0: enough, with enough artists that just I uh, used that song there.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but you have to remember, so back then, it was a deep barring tone that was running dance and the Shabbas, the Bojos.
0: Okay, catch a breath, catch a breath. Uh, my conversation with Damien Beckett, a.k.a. Baby Sham, continues. I asked him about his relationship with Bounty Killer and how that started and he had this to say
1: i went to the reception and that's how a wedding reception and that's how me and him really really start click like cool because it was just me and him alone no one else was at was with us that day so we drove from jamie's studio to i think lee's lee's fifth lee's they call it lee's at the time this this department store in jamaica that sold clothes and that was the first time I've ever seen. They that might get
0: a big plug right now. Yeah,
1: that's the first time I ever see that. Where artists are a human being, just walk into a store, pick up a fresh suit. I don't wish to to, to name the what's was the brand name, sneakers, shirt, pants, changed in the changing room, paid for it cash, and walk out. And I'm like, you know, whoa, need a piece of this. God, we're weak <laughs> up from this door. Yeah, you know what
0: I <laughs> mean? Yeah. And I'm
1: like, yeah, I like that, you know what I mean? And,
0: and then you, you made music. Um you made some powerful songs together. Yeah,
1: all oh, the songs came about. Dave never really had a contact with with with, with Killer. It was, it was me who had the contact. So we had this beat by the name of Haunted and we had written a song by the name of whatless Boy. And Dave was like, you know, ooh, this was fit. This would fit his production world in dance and music, and he came over. He came over the same day, boom, one tech and knock it out. And ever since then, him and Dave always have a contact. And the chemistry between him and Dave when they're in the studio, it was, it was natural. It's few artists and producers have that chemistry when Killah and Dave in the studio. Everything, especially in us, cause Dave don't really talk much. So when we write, it would be me. Would be the one would be in the studio kind of delivering the melody and telling him, okay, boy, come and rude and a and a rat, and then he would catch on because Rodney is very quick, and very like like one of the most. Mi Rasa Mi Rasa probably the most talented in terms of delivery dancer I've ever seen. Yeah. In terms of delivery. Even though. Yeah. In terms of delivery, probably no viewers out in the series. Probably no <laughs> him need. Probably Money. no him need. The producer to get ah, the best of it. You mm, Like, like, mm. like you would hear and you know, sound like Doctor mm-hmm. mm-hmm. J That's friend, true. That's true. I mean? Killer definitely legendary
0: in yeah, terms of sound. Yeah, and in him, him, him some songs yeah, where man. still
1: in terms of delivery. <laughs> No artists can't take that from him. No matter, no matter how popular you are, no. You yeah. can't deliver like this dude in the studio. You know not I mean? even... Guys among them can't no. so, them have it in Come on, man. Delivery? Probably, probably writing, but not delivery. Kill D- it. DJ, DJ yeah. technique? Come on, bro.
0: <laughs> Yo, I'm going to make some songs, right? You guys made some songs and, and, and persons used to blame. I remember this. Yeah. This is like 99. When, when your album dropped, like yeah. before the album, persons were saying, me and them no grounds man, Babylon, boy, um, anytime. Yeah. Those songs were, were causing havoc yeah. in Jamaica. You, yeah. you remember this? Yeah, um, the, the news was talking about it, you know. Because you, you guys had the culture and luck. It's yeah. like Gaza time now. Yeah. At that time, it was Bonte Bini, a baby Yeah. Sham, you know? Um, do you take responsibility for that? in that time in terms of the impact your music had and even the crime that happened at the time
1: i wouldn't say a crime because when you look at it when when the movie killer came out and we saw this dude at a black 19 and just made one squeeze and 50 came out that influenced a lot of things a lot of rude boys in jamaica wanted that did did they blame it on the movie killer did they blame blame it on rambo Command All of these things have influences, they find out that an artist is like a mirror of society. Whatever society reflects, we tend to reflect it back with music, lyrics and words. You understand? So if, so- if society is not reflecting that, what we are making in the studio, you wouldn't be hearing that. They wouldn't be. Uh, uh, the reason why it connected those gangsta songs or rude boy songs connect is because that's going on. You understand what I'm saying? So if, if you really think about it, it's a, music, a musician, if you take away the art from a musician, he's no longer an artist. So you have to allow a musician to express his prowess, which is what's going on in society. We normally watch the news, or probably our friends are in certain things, or whatever we are seeing. If you listen, if you get a story, is, am, am I making up these stories, or these stories are real stories that's going on throughout the world? And not just in Jamaica, cause we travel all over the world and if you go to Brazil, Africa, you have people that come up to you and tell you that that's their exact story. You know what I mean? So you find that I wouldn't say music influenced crime. Politics influence crime. Musicians don't support guns and all these things. Politicians do that. We never tell someone, say, you know what? Go and shoot up a poll office. For my song to be big. No. So, that was just politicians and the government kind of... Skew it over. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And because art is kind of... Because music... They say that sort of music is the only thing that lives on. you find that music have a wider influence than anything else. So, it's naturally going to get the blame. More than even the TV. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean?
0: What, what, what are the ingredients that go into you making a song? Even
1: now. Back then and even you now. Everything. Everything is like you're traveling and the least of the thing. You'll be here. And you are just talking regular conversations. And I'm here getting something different from what you are talking. That you wouldn't get from. So music influenced by everything around you. everything single thing. Sometimes it's the funniest thing or the simplest thing. Sometimes, it's a female that's so hot, but she's just cool. And I'm like, what? Oh, she's a cool, son she hot." You know what I mean? And that would come out in a hook, or if you listen, tables turn and we have foxy. The Tell them about woman we have said. Still proxy. clap. Right. Still a slap. All right. Any dance How that, that came about was, we did, at 97 Summer Jam, 2000, A Man and Man was the biggest song throughout North America at the time as a dancer song. And we came off stage at the, I think it was Giant Stadium. And this white dude, this kid came up to me. And he was like, yo, that like, man, 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 man shit. I love that shit. I don't know what you're saying, but I <laughs> love that. Every day I play it in my car. And I'm like, if you don't understand what Man and Man is saying, and you're going so crazy for Man and Man. If you understood what it was saying, <laughs> you get what I mean? Yeah. And that's all. When Foxy link up now, the idea was to kinda try and make songs that people could get it. So if you notice, like I started kinda studying a few tapes, few CDs at the time, listen all rappers kinda pronounce certain things, but oh, uh, our call that no. Diction. Yeah, like our oh, uh, <laughs> our oh, uh, It's natural because our oh, uh, our what's the word? Uh lingua rhythm. Oh. Our lingua, uh, I, I wasn't looking for lingua, I was really looking for... Nuance. No. Just the way Jamaicans pronounce things, just our dialect. Yeah. You get what I mean? Cadence. It's natural. <coughs> so even if, if I said, tell them a woman, I didn't say, tell them, and you know, I said, tell them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it come out natural and it's not going to sound like I'm trying to rap. Tell them a woman we are the Love mm. to see the shoulders in a Benzara Him, Our life you're living right. Just words that we wouldn't normally use in just chice words that we wouldn't normally use within dance hall space. Then,
0: yeah, I was trying to do deliberate efforts, yeah, to
1: cross, yeah. And, and it wasn't even to cross. I just kind of wanted, I wasn't thinking about crossing over, I kind of wanted the fan base to kind of understand me then because right then and there I realized that it's not just Jamaican or the Caribbean crowd was listening to me. Because Man and Man was huge and he was doing shows where a lot of kids were coming out that weren't from the Caribbean. So, breaker, Bureka, call the undertaker, will be dying. You can, you can hear it. Like, if I don't tell it to you, probably you, you're not, you're not, you're not seeing it. That he deliberately made these songs so the world could understand. And even that, that comes from just that kid coming up and saying i don't even understand what man and man was saying but i love it so music and a whole music and a whole is influenced by so much different pieces and so much different parts and you put it and that's why it's so good you, you come into this little room and put all of that together and you see, you see the billboard shaking and you're like what you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> you 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 make good songs real good songs but you don't make them often, no. And you don't make albums often, but yeah, you make good albums too. Yeah. I, I personally buy, like, literally buy the albums that. wall when I yeah. go into the country, I was just telling somebody that country is wow. Like, yeah, do, do, do. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, wow. That, you know, yeah, drive out. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't make albums often. Um I and the people like me who came up would want more albums. Yes. Is that a deliberate effort to, to keep your mystique and to um not put out music? I noticed, I've noticed that you put out one song a year. That's yeah. slap <laughs> <laughs> versus the other guys, yeah, other DJs 100. that yeah make hundred song a week. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, what what what's your format?
1: Ah, to each his own, you know. So I would not, I would not knock anyone who, who wants to make a hundred songs per year. But if you really think about it, if we have a if we have a one or fifteen minute concert, can you perform a hundred songs? You get what I mean? So for me, it's always quality over quantity. From day one, it's always quality over quantity, and that way you make classic music. If you notice, if you watch, Janet can send you some of the clippings from. The concert in Jamaica there one there anyone of the concert showed the world you have songs like Ja Ride that came out in 1996 when I was a boy like literally you know what I mean and that's still he's relevant you're no. still profounding those songs and <coughs> the younger generations came. singing the songs so you wonder how oh, come this, these songs transition from generation to generation but I think it's the, the quality over quantity and kind of picking your spot and it's kind of harder for us because When you make a hundred, you have you have room for mistake. Like in our situation when you're just making one for the year, you have to make the right one. So you have to be a sharp shooter, you have to be right bullseye, bang, bang. You know what I mean? And it's a challenge, but I do afraid of the game, miss. Because you oh, no. come one. They always no. hit doing that,
0: but, but that must be a nervous feeling like. Ah, oh, Suppose get a story, right? <laughs>
1: I go it say, uh, Yeah. Someone the DJ don't like this. Uh to me, it's never about what they like. It's about what we like and you kinda believe in your product and just push your product to the to the to the to the as hard as you can push it. It's believing in your product, you know what I mean? You have some of the songs out there that are great songs that never get the the time of day. Probably who's ever made it or whoever produced it and the record label just didn't have the faith in it. You know what I mean? Atlantic Records told us that Get A Story wasn't the song. <laughs> they told us that, yeah, Seriously. a lot of people don't know this. So Get A Story wouldn't even be what Get A Story is today if it was for Atlantic Records alone. To them, the song was boom-boom feature in Rihanna. To me, that song was fire. And is fire, on will up to today, it was number one throughout a lot of the Caribbean islands and toward Africa Europe, but to me, Get A Story was something different. Get A Story was my life. So to them, it's just an ex-project, like any like any record label. So they couldn't understand it until after the, the same, at 97, the next time around now, at 97, Giant Stadium, again, the song took the whole park apart. You're talking about 65,000 people. And they had all major acts on the, on the bill at the time. All the major rap, R&B, and that song was the song at the evening. The song took the park apart, the stadium apart so much that Master Flex cut the live show. I've never heard that. He has never done that again that I've heard of. The live show, cut the live show, and played it live on the air. So you heard 65,000 people say the rap. <laughs> Just picture that, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and that's when, that's when Atlantic record kind of bought attention. Into it. Yeah, but we were always pushing it, and on the road and grinding nonstop and touring, and they were like, "Ah, oh, yeah, it's the street record. uh, we don't think it's pop." I'm like, "Yo, you're not. You're, you're in an office." <laughs> yeah. We are the ones that out there performing for 10,000 people, 5,000 people. You need to see it to understand what's going on. And that's when they saw it. And the first thing they said that we need to put Little Kim on it. I'm like, Little Kim? <laughs> crazy? Little Kim? Little Kim now I have nothing to say. First thing, I would more go for Foxy. Mm-hmm. Car Foxy is like my sister. No disrespect to Kim, but I've never heard Kim talk about social commentary. But by the time they Eventually were... Eventually
0: she did a, a lighters Up, which yeah, was... Yeah, but a, that's uh, a
1: Jamaican, yeah. from, from the Jamaican <clears throat> knock off type of vibe. She was kind of flipping a song that was out, you know what I mean? But for us, we had already had Alicia Keys. So the deal was if atlanta was messing around, we were going to cancel the deal and go with the Alicia Keys without anybody at all. So when they said Lickok key, we were like, you know that we have Alicia Keys. And they were like, no one gets Alicia Keys. Like we have Keys. <laughs> so, we had two remixes at the time. We had a Akan was on Vitamin S rhythm. A lot of people don't know this. He was on Vitamin S rhythm from 2003. No one knew him. Locked up wasn't out or anything. He was on Vitamin S rhythm with a fire sound. At the time, he was sounding like Barrington Levy. Sick, 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 sick. sick. And we had Alicia Keys also. So, give it up to Alicia. Yeah, but the the, one that really reached out, you know, a real girl, and turn right? the song into a world. Yeah, it's something different. It's not an next level. How much did that song sell? Sure. Probably worldwide. Probably probably one point seven. Whoa, worldwide.
0: That's a question I want to ask you. um Persons are not realizing. I, I did you before we did this interview. I did your numbers. I know Janet sent you a, a, a feature that I did on my tv show world music Games. oh
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah how i didn't play it. yeah i did the um youtube numbers okay you have even bigger numbers in terms of record sales
1: mm-hmm.
0: what persons don't realize that you as a dancer, do you identify as a dancer artist yeah but, you as a dancer artist consistently going platinum
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's more than possibly 99
1: percent of none none of them the only halls. person probably have the numbers that we pull is probably sean yeah Shame, yeah, you know what I mean. Hardcore
0: dancehall. Uh, no,
1: hardcore. Hardcore.
0: Because no, you any. bring hardcore to the like. None. I remember that's the, hardcore. The closest
1: thing is jam rock.
0: Yeah, yeah. and that's reggae. Yeah. Really. Yeah. All right. So
1: uh, hardcore dancehall, nobody
0: else. So you've been bringing dancehall to the mainstream with platinum records. Do you feel like them underrated? Like them, they give you props.
1: I think it's more of my personality. So my personality, if I'm here, you would never see me in the light. I'll be in the corner around the side. You know what I mean? And I think that personality also of the producer, probably probably both of us are not good for each other in terms of, that's me and Dave Kelly. In terms of personality-wise, in terms of musical chemistry, we're perfect. But Dave is the type of individual that he never goes on camera he never does interviews yeah because no I, I don't know what he looks like ah.
0: but there's a whole legend <laughs> about this <laughs> you know what i
1: mean so normally when it, if you have an artist that's more reserved then the producer would be the one that really goes out there but both of us are reserved but at the end of the day the numbers will speak and they will have to recognize and if you check my tour history that means we're doing something right it's not something you're doing right why you've been here since 1995. And still touring and still relevant, so it is what it is we know that probably if it was someone else it would be in the papers everywhere and you know what i mean but it's all good at the end of the day numbers are a showman and numbers are going to count and at the end of the day the fans do know what time is it
0: how come you and Dave kelly remained friends after all these years I, that's unusual <laughs> in dancehall
1: it's unusual <laughs> in any music yeah, you find that money gets between a lot yeah. of people you know what i mean I think me and Dave are more like brothers, like a older brother to me. And we have never, ever let money or nothing at all got between nothing, you know what I mean? We always just remain who we were from day one. And Dave been making big songs way before me. You talking about action, not about, about those big songs. Remember Dave responsible for a terrible fabulous career, Nadine Sutherland. Bojo, Bojo, Banta, Tony Rebel. Berryman, Berryman, ah, Beanie Man, uh, Beanie Man, Spraga Spraga. Uh, There's a song that Spraga uh, said he wrote for Beanie. beanie. Um, no, all that, all, all that. that. Like yeah. the song was written for Spraga. Spraga, well Spraga recorded the song. No, <laughs> so Spraga recorded the song, but today the delivery just wasn't right. Mm. The vocal wasn't right. Then. At the end of the day, it's not about hype egos or individual. It's about the music and the work that needs to be done. So, as a creative juices flow, it's never about you or me. If, if that fits this artist more, as an artist, you're supposed to know that. You know what? It fits him more. You know and that mean? says something about Sprague too. That's a yeah, man. level of humility. that's a real youth, you know? <coughs> it, it naturally must hurt at the time because that kind of hurt somewhere different, that competitive level where you say, damn, I'm going to eat it. I'm going to it, you know what I mean? But... When you really look back now at history and see what Old Dog did, come on. Mm-hmm. That was the right challenge. And as writer, I'm getting get mechanical royalties. No, he wasn't He wasn't the one who wrote that song. It was me and Dave. It was you and Dave? Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, So the song was written, then Spraga came in oh. and was like, you know what? It wasn't the right vocal. But remember that we and Spraga friend. Yeah. Brothers. So. To me, even, I was rooting for this program, but Dave as a producer had a better ear yeah. than both of us. Like and being
0: a man's personality was...
1: Yeah, was it right. It's like Moses <coughs> delivered wicked. You can't go around that. It's, it's like if you were supposed to say, okay, we, were, we wrote any time, man. Can I get her? I could have done any time killer would have done can I get that which one would pull off which one more yeah. can you see killer saying to dance, bust the dance no so it is, get on the dance yeah. bust the dance so, so yo it, it was the right choice you know what I mean so when, when you write these songs it's like you would say okay this one fits me more it's like dude we wrote dude Foxy did uh, a demo for dude I want do dude with the wickedest man. Beanman came to record and he like said Dave was saying we should give him vitamin S. Me personally was in love with vitamin S more than dude. And I'm like, no man, if they're saying that he needs something right now, and, and they're going to, at the time, the record label plus, I think it was some liquor sponsor was putting together this crazy promotion and they were guaranteed that whatever we gave them was going to be fly was going to run because they weren't going to put the money and everything behind it. And I was telling Dave that, no, man, give, give me the dude. We're going to give him dude, and i do vital mess. Dave wasn't with it. It's the first time ever I've ever seen Dave. Like, Adam. and like, no, this one is really you. This can be bigger. I'm like, brother, listen. If he need it now, me don't have a record label yet. You understand? We don't have a deal yet. We have deals on the table. So make him run with that make him or go make new song yeah <laughs> make him go dude flew yeah but then speak about it and that's when right i see him, buy, I see him, him. yeah mm-hmm. so dude peaked that probably number seven on the billboard 100. Vitamin a speak at number 15. so give up you yeah. understand what i mean yeah. so it, you give up one but at the time it was a better thing to do business wise and
0: those things are not happening anymore like
1: dancehall that's even
0: reggae music is reaching the billboard charts outside of Sean Paul mm-hmm. um, and Shaggy yeah. um, in the top 100 um, what do you think the state of reggae music is now and what, what does it need you know what, what's the missing energy that's preventing it from going mainstream it, it, need,
1: it need, need record labels record labels that's not trying to rape it I think it needs good management it needs need quality production too. You find that the production level is not where it was but then. I think the last song we had that hit the billboard was wine. Wine kinda got away. Kinda just breakthrough. We were just watching some reality show and these housewives were just dancing to wine and gyrating. I'm like, What? This is how wine is out. You know what I mean? Because we were just touring. We we're not paying attention and then by the time we look around, wine was probably at number thirty some Without without any major funding behind it also. But I think it need a lot of things. It need good management with the artists then. Good management team. I think dance hall and a whole and regular lot. Good management team, you know what I mean? I think it need more more stable production. I find that sometimes the production fluctuates and is not as consistent as the nineties or early 2000s, But the talents are there just the same. And you have so much talented musicians too. Musicians and producers. But they have to realize, and artists have to realize, that it's not about IP. Here. So if the producer say, hey, you need to go back and record this art, this song is not good enough. My feelings don't get hurt from that. You have artists now that would walk out of the studio and never go back. So mm-hmm. sometimes you know, some of these newer producers are scared to tell the, the younger artists now that this is not good enough. You know what I mean? Because they think that they know everything, you know what I mean? Which. When you're in the studio, it's never about you as the artist. That's why you need a producer. So if the producer tell you it's not good enough, you go back on the drawing board and do what you have to do.
0: What do you think about the reggae Grammys? Like The category itself. Do you think there needs to be a dance hall separate from a reggae? And tell me two questions I'm asking. One, the nominees is this year, yeah. Black Uhuru, yeah. Protege, Etana, mm-hmm. Ziggy Marley again. Mm-hmm. Um, one more. Oh, Four or five? So, <coughs> a Protogen a Black Huru, yeah. Yeah. Um, Ziggy. Ziggy. Yeah. Somebody is there though. Yeah, somebody is there. So, yeah. what do you think about the, the, the category and, and its contribution to reggae dance all over the years and now? I'm ah, biased
1: yeah. you know, because to me, them rap me my grammy.
0: Which one? Because, because,
1: wow. Yeah. No, no, wow. Get a story, should I win the Grammy by far. No, no other, nobody else was doing the numbers, nobody else was as popular, and at the time they gave it to Lee Scratch Yeah. But Grammy is about voting, yeah. lobbying. So, so the, the thing about it is, the Grammy is not about numbers, it's about who has the best PR. hmm um, At that time, I didn't know that, you get what I mean? So if you really think about it, even Margaret is one. I'm glad for Margaret, but Jackie was sold so much more than them. So it's never—it's not about the numbers or the popularity of the song. It's about the PR team that they have. Some PR teams that are known to deliver Grammys
0: and really lobbying because let's say get a story right. Mm If you, you can register down to the artwork man, yeah. as a, as a, him a product, in a Grammy, right? Yeah. And have him have a vote for you. Yeah. A lot of these. Yeah, organized... man, a whole thing. <coughs> it, it,
1: It's who you know. Yeah. And you have to have a link on the inside. Yeah. The so inside. what do you think
0: about this year's nominees? Uh, who you want to win? And, and do
1: you think it's a fear? All right. 100% who want to because somebody probably now my. Tell kid, me we are offended. No, Would you say me him,
0: bread I win. interview saying more than brother win. No, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: natural. That's natural. <laughs> For me, all, all of them will here again. We respect them as peers and we we'll see them on concerts and greet each other and we we'll see each other and we we'll talk and we have good relationships. So, any one of them win, congratulations to them. That's me, personally. Do you still want a Grammy? It's only right. So we're going to get
0: the album this year? It's
1: only right. <laughs> it's only right. Yeah, my album coming this year we'll make sure it's right. And if it gets to that point, hopefully we can learn it. Hopefully we can learn it. But Grammy don't want it. I hope want. <laughs> they know <what> that is. <laughs> Maybe they'll
0: they'll try to give you a uh you know they give Bob Marley a, a, like a long service award They'll try to do that. Um streaming yeah. streaming is now a thing. Um we mentioned our oh, get a story sell so one point seven million records yeah. um but now streaming is the thing like one point seven million people are hardly gonna go to a store or yeah, download. Yeah. Have you fully understood? what streaming is and and integrate it into your business format yeah we're still learning
1: <coughs> because it's fairly new and we're still learning but we're there we're catching up you know what i mean uh janet them models are all kind of more used to the older school we have doing things yeah you notice they have so much plaques all over here they used to the older way of doing things but they're learning and we have new people that we have i that kind of on top of it but we get getting there you know what i mean we can't tell you that we have Everything locked how we supposed to have it because even the record labels are still catching up. Mm-hmm. They still haven't gotten it locked because people still out there that streaming now without paying. So we're still learning, so we're getting there.
0: Yeah. Um, my, my last question is the live show circuit yeah. for reggae dance hall um, is really where the artists make money from. Do you, I see I want a Lawless shirt. Mm-hmm. are you going into, you know, setting up some kind of structure where I can go and buy baby sham t-shirt before we got baby sham concert?
1: Yeah, but it's, um, it's already there.
0: It's already <coughs> there. It's already there. So the whole structure is yeah, there. Yeah, aye, aye, <laughs> aye. I love that. I yeah, love no, that. so it's
1: already there. The website is www.shamwell.com. So you find mm-hmm. a lawless, the brand Lawless on a whole is, is even bigger than what we thought it was. You know what I mean? You find that it's already, it's already just on its own, doing its own thing. I don't even promote it no more like that. Mm-hmm. Before I used to. When I knew that it was taking on a life as its it own, Junior Gang went to Coachella to perform him and, I think him and Nazareth set at the time, and he called me from his turbos and like, dude, I'm gonna say that in this video. This dude was walking, going into Coachella, the white, like a white college kid. In Lawless body, you know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, I love that. You know what I
0: mean? So you you were a visionary because no Personal I even Travis Scott went number one off merch.
1: Yeah,
0: not not really album sales. You must tie the yes, album to the, yeah. to the to the t shirt and them other stuff. Yeah, man. You were ahead of the game. Yeah, I, I man. say that yeah, this is man. the way music All going. Right.
1: Even we did California. The California tour finished last week, and merch basically. If you can think about if you really think about it merch outdid concert fee wow because i remember concert fee have so much that's coming out of it yeah you have, you have to pay a band you have to pay engineers you have to pay a booking agent the tour bus but well, merch is years. merch did <coughs> way better bro but anything else. And merchandise. Tell it's this a, to
0: a, the artist because I, I try to tell.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a great look to when, when you, you, you hit the stage and you, you see all the females in them lawless bra tops and rude boy We wear them hat and them t shirt. You know what I mean? So it, it, it makes the vibe more even intimate. You know what I mean? We're we're on stage and you're seeing all of that. and It's a good look. It's a good vibe. Where's O? She did it, man, but you have to understand so, oh, she, she, she gave never, us two slapping songs. <laughs> <laughs> you have to was so, oh, never artists. artist. She was never, ever artist. Wine, we were searching for, we wanted to do a demo to send to a real artist. And I asked her to do the demo at home in the studio. She didn't even come to this studio because she's shy like that. And she, she recorded the demo and it was my idea and Dave, because he was like, yo, this sound good. Problem can release it as it is. So if you, if you check out wine record, it just said sham because we didn't know what to do then. You know what I mean? Then when people started asking, you now, like me personally started to learn, like people are and it's something that they can capitalize on because you have the machinery around you, yeah? and that's how she came up with the name Miss O. And we did turn up after. Yeah, yeah. our classic. Classic. Yeah, she's lucky. <laughs> Yeah, yeah have some of for your first two yeah, songs, there's yeah.
0: something with you in her. Like yeah. some boy you where when you drop a song, it just hit
1: yeah. that hard for doing her. Yeah, that that yeah. easy. Yeah, so much artists that work for years, brother, years and never get even one even song. One, not even one. And she got two. Yeah, two big classics that no matter where you go in the world, Man, no matter that what that... audience, be careful as yeah. how many are singing. To? <laughs> <gülüyor>
0: yeah. For yourself, for a dance, for a sing, man. Is that I have a wall. Peter Sham. Yes, sir. This was really interesting. This yeah, is man. top form podcast.